welcome to the Common Thread Collective here on Mutiny, MutinyRadio.fm. I'm sitting here in the booth here with E.K. Keith, and uh, we're, we're kicking it here at the corner of 21st in Florida, and hope you come out and join us, uh, bring your music, your poetry, your activism, uh, what have you. Good to have you with it, me here, E.K. <laughs> uh, nice to see you, Val. And, and you know who's on the phone? Don't tell me. Could it be? Could it be Diamond Dave Whitaker? Is it? Is it Diamond Dave? Is Diamond Dave on the phone? It be. It be. Indeed. I hope I'm being heard loud and clear. Is that right? You are being heard loud and clear. Because I'm sitting here with a cool group of people, with in fact a collective fellow human beings, and we're here at this beautiful spot. It's a. It's a. Uh, it had been a one-room schoolhouse. Uh, back in the uh, slavery days, in fact, was in fact, as we've heard, a, a, a seat on the Underground Railway heading for Canada. Wow. Uh, 300 yards from the old, old Quaker Quaker uh, meeting house. And we'll be here about an hour out of Philadelphia. And we're waiting at this very moment for word. As where we, the bus, this is the Shining Light bus. Uh, the Shining Light, that's uh, the Shining Light bus. My friend uh, who has been on the show many, quite a few times, Felipe is here, and other folks as well. And we'd be talking about, thinking about getting together, waiting to be told where we're going to be able to set up and feed the people, shining light, kid village, uh, the kitchen, our fellow human beings where we can feed the people. And we're talking about food for the body and mind and spirit and fellow in Philly during the Democratic Convention, that's the DNC, the Democratic National Convention. And which is going to be meeting in Philly starting on Sunday. But we're now here on Friday, hoping to hear any time word about where we can go and set up and be part of that whole mix that's going on. We're facing the fact that we got Trump, thumbs down, Trump, Bernie, thumbs up. The Bernie delegates are in the, in the convention, and that's the Wells Fargo Convention Center. And hopefully they'll be coming out and joining us and breaking bread with us sometime where we will be this week. And uh, so that's where we're at the moment. That's what we're doing. We're gassed up. The bus is ready to go. Shining light. You'll hear more about that. I'm going to pass the phone around and people can take what we're about, the message we want to communicate and the enthusiasm we have. Uh, we're, we're filled with, uh, I'm filled with enthusiasm having come back down from the Green Mountains of Vermont where this year's rainbow gathering was held and the cleanup is over. I just got a report from Feather. And everything went well to the very end. And now we're being here from the Green Mountains to right here, Bucks County, if you can believe it, on the outskirts of Philly, Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. So we're waiting now for a, for a message. It's been kept under the radar for reasons uh, which I'll get into as to where the place is gonna be, where we'll be needed to feed the people, to interact. And you, you know how I say, you guys, food for the body, mind, and spirit. Is that right? Absolutely. Isn't it interesting to be in a time in uh, this world history where uh, you can't release the information about where you're going to be feeding people because uh, of the uh, possibility of the whole operation getting shut down? Isn't that interesting, Dave? Well, it is, and I think it, uh, it, reflect, it reflects the fact uh, it reflects that we're now living in uh, two Americas. The, I think the America of Trump and uh, the America of Trump and all of that, we, we witnessed it uh, to, to more or less to a degree last week, but now it's emerging 
Uh, Hillary is to his my mind just uh, just one edge of it, but way beyond that is the is the community they were in uh, they were encouraging, participating in, and sharing food with the body, mind, and spirit through. Well, I see a crowd around me. Speaking of the shining light, uh, the shining light adventure, the shining light uh, kitchen, the shining light bus. My, uh, my my friend, the man who put this together, has been doing this for some years. I'm talking about my brother Lucid. Hey, Lucid, I'm gonna pass the phone to you, and let's pass the phone around. And each uh, and each and every one of us, please, let's give us your take as well, where the where we're going, what it's about. And as I've said many times, A.K. Eval on this show is the past shakes hands with the future to the now, right now. Okay, here it is, Lucid. Be Lucid, brother. Hello. 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 Well, uh, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate uh, being able to participate not only in this radio show, but in this uh, event that is being put together at the Democratic National Convention. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective, and thank you for being out there, uh, hanging out outside of Philadelphia, about ready to get into town and, and feed the people. Tell us, tell us what's going on out there. Well, uh, um, we're getting ready to go in and, uh, just like you're saying, trying to provide that, uh, that sustenance for people to be able to uh, come together and uh, physically be able to, uh, to gather and then communicate as to the, the nature of our problem and some of our methods of, of kind of rectifying this thing. It seems like we're participating. This is one, one extra feature in participating in the, the general shift in awareness that's been going on. Uh, in America recently, where the, the a new generation, perhaps maybe just a new uh, way of participating in civilization, is emerging, where where we'll be able to um, help civilization become uh, become a symbiotic, become sustainable, and and it's, it's a shift that needs to happen and is happening, kind of uh, all at once, in a very short amount of time. We saw it happening with the Arab Spring across the Arab world. We saw it happening with uh, Occupy with worldwide marches against Monsanto. We see that simultaneously all across the world in, in different cities, people are connecting together, are figuring what's out what's going on, and they're, they're making the key actions necessary to, uh, to, uh, to change civilization. And this is one more step in that direction. That's so. So uh, th there's th that's such a beautiful notion. Um, I'm so happy that you guys, and not just guys, uh, that all of you are out there um, showing um, what you know that another world is possible. What what a good world looks like where people come together, help each other, um, and it's definitely you know operating outside of this construct of of the government that we see presented in front of us. Um, oh man, indeed, uh, indeed. I, I kind of liken it to uh, there's there's millions of us, millions of us all over the world. We're all participating right. together. We're working together on this team, and we can see clearly the opposition that we're working against. We can see these m massive multinational corporations that are laying waste to the ecosystem. But the greatest tool of that opposition is our own obscurity, our own separation from each other. And so we're, we're playing this game together in the darkness. And then we have these moments, these lightning flashes like Occupy or these worldwide mo marches against Monsanto where we get to look around and see how many people are on our team, see that they've been practicing and preparing this whole time too. And we only get these momentary flashes, these uh, months of Occupy or these conventions where we get to see the degree to which the, the consciousness has permeated uh, civilization, has permeated the lower ranks of civilization, and people are working together to create this change. But we have to hold on to that. We have to remember those uh, 
the what we see during those those Arab Spring and and things, so that we uh, we realize the support that we have and and how far we've come and the advantages that we have uh, in our opposition. We are this tremendous society of highly intelligent people, and the our obstacle has been uh, overcoming this uh, this separation that's been imposed by the powers uh, organizing civilization, and we're. It's happening so quickly. We're, we're, we're watching it happen over this course of decades where we went from a, a period of slavery. As Diamond Dave was saying, we're in this house that was used uh, during the Underground Railroad. And in just a short time, we've gone from slavery and, uh, and uh, come through women's suffrage and segregation. And now we're at a point where these international humanitarian environmental aid organizations and uh, collaborations of aware people and, and uh, unions and societies are are changing the very fabric of civilization in such a way that that it it will it will be sustainable and and work with the ecosystem and it's it's happening so quickly that uh this is this is one the cutting edge of of that transition well, lucid. That it, lucid let's uh, lucid why uh hold that thought for a second val lucid uh talk a bit about the uh the i don't want to say meat and potatoes i'll say potatoes and veggies of the matter and what we're going to bring us bring with us down into the mix, uh, the mix uh, very shortly. The mix there in uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Liberty City. I guess uh, physically and logistically, the uh, the sh- uh, from the Rainbow Gatherings, uh, the Shining Light Kitchen and Kid Village are working together to um, provide as much food as we can for the people that are organizing and uh, protesting and collaborating uh, within the Democratic National Convention. And we're we're pulling in with a, a school bus and a, a trailer full of uh, teepees and quite a lot of food. We hope to set up some some large uh, teepees for uh, workshop space for collaboration, uh, skill sharing, and uh, and we hope to put out food for the the week of the convention. Uh, be able to feed as many people as possible and uh, provide the the means of uh, this this collaboration that's been that's been happening. And uh, I'm. I like the the connection you drew, though, the fact that you guys are, I keep saying guys, the fact that you all are, are outside or staying on, in, a, in a house or at a house that was part of the Underground Railroad and um, showing that being you're part of the legacy of uh, the Freedom Train that, um, that we're all on and, and to a degree. Um, trying to um, make the world a better place and and help people, uh, you know, have a better life. Yeah, in, indeed. It's uh, I, I mentioned kind of the obscurity. The uh, the civilization puts out the the powers that be put out this notion that we're separated, that we're powerless individually, and that there uh, we we can't we can't modify, we can't change the power structure, we can't change what's happening, but. People all over the world uh, are realizing the, their influence, their abilities, and they're they're cultivating this common desire to be beneficial in uh, in a thousand different ways to uh, to to really quickly uh, change civilization. We're realizing that it was it's happening haphazardly and dangerously, and people are working together all over the world to change that. And this is a, another aspect of kind of that call to arms, in a sense, of all those people that feel that desire to be beneficial in one sense or another that. They kind of understand the the need to participate and to uh, to help out with the struggle rather than just sitting back and uh, 
and creating the mechanism of civilization. So this is just one, yet another call to arms to those people of the lower classes that realize the struggle, that realize the necessity, and that are ready to, uh, to act out in being as beneficial as humanly possible. And so again, this Word. Is people have a ch chance to converse, to communicate, to, and, and to take this up. Uh, let, let, what was the song? The, the song of uh, Fly, Fly in the Family Stone, Let Me Take You Higher. And, of course, the first hippie band was was the Doors with a break on to the other side. So how about this? Break on through. Let me take you higher. Break on through the other side. And, by the way, we got some food for the body for you, too. Come on through. Wherever that, we're waiting anxiously to find out where that will be. But here's my brother, Felipe. We're just going to keep going around the circle and... Uh, uh, let people speak from their heart, their mind, and their spirit. Felipe. An honor to speak to our brown relatives and with this, this new technology. Yeah. I think it's time that we all think about healing global wounds, what that really means. That we could commit our life and our spirit that we all are to making this world a better place for our children and our grandchildren and those who are in the future of this planet. We pray for all the relatives there in refugee camps throughout the world who are families with no homes and the suffering in this world of violence. We can start healing global wounds by how we treat each other with that love and respect and how we can all work together in unity to make this world a better place for all our relations. Mitakwiyasi. All my relations. <laughs> well, so it's such an honor to have have you uh, call in um, with your blessings um, to have your voice uh, carry through and and touch upon the the hearts of the folks who are listening and uh, far and wide and uh, keeping in keeping in the philosophy of the Common Thread Collective of, of reaching out, and making those connections, uh, not being divisive, but rather inclusive. Um, and uh, I, I I agree with you, Felipe. I think that we we do have that power, that that uh, ability to to heal the wounds, uh, not only with our actions, but also with our hearts and uh, just the way that we, uh, you know, even do carry carry Thank on a, on our own ways. Hello. Hello. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Yes. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. It's hot and sultry here in Philadelphia. 90 degrees, kind of cloudy, but there's a good vibe. People, I was went down Broad Street from one end to the other yesterday. People are pretty mellow. They're they're uh, they're just waiting to see what happens. And uh, so that's, I don't know what what you really want me to talk about. Maybe you can ask me something. Sure, sure. So so you were talking about because um, I know right now you're outside of Philadelphia, but when you were just talking about in the city of Philadelphia, and things were yeah, we were kinda... in the city yesterday, kind of scouting out some sites okay. where the kitchen can set up. Mm -hmm. We were down in FDR Park and just driving mainly down Broad Street, which is the main street of Philadelphia runs from one end to the other. Mm -hmm. The actual convention site is down on the south end of Broad Street. And it's in a, 
it's surrounded by sports complexes and some industry. But there's also a beautiful park there. And we're just looking forward to getting the kitchen set up and feeding people and trying to keep a good vibe going. Well, I put up some teepees. There's a, we have two or three teepees that we're going to put up, and we think it'll attract people to come over and talk to us, and they can have a shady place to sit and, and share and, and learn how we can do something or get involved to help bring about this great change that's coming. Uh, with um, I think you're right. I think the teepees will draw people, and I think it's, I mean, Native uh, Indigenous folks um, is absolutely left out of the conversation uh, this past week with the, the atrocious rhetoric from the Republican National Convention. Um, but uh, I think that the... The, the real majority of people in this country, um, not those you just see on TV, but I think that the real majority of people in this country want to recognize our common humanity and, uh, and, and participate. And, and I'm so happy that you're, that you're down there and that um, Philadelphia and the Democratic National Convention Week is going to get some food, not bombs, uh, love. Uh, from all of you. Yeah, yeah. So, you so you said... Love is the answer. So you said... Love is the answer. Yeah. We're going to try and boil it down to that. Uh, the people, they have a good vibe. They, the world is evolving. We're evolving towards a planetary species. And spiritually, we're evolving. It's just a matter of education. And people will be flocking by the millions for the change because it's a beautiful change. Well, I'm certainly feeling lightheart, lighthearted by this conversation. What about you, Ek? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with it and ready for that to happen. I think a lot of people uh, would like to see a, a world without war, and thank you to yeah, have an well, opportunity war, to like raise war, all of our children all. around the world in peace, and to connect back to what some of the other people were saying. Like, I, I think that as humans that we have the power to to choose to stop traumatizing each other mm. yes, yes and you and know because every cause, little bit we can do helps right you know anytime we share love with any level with someone it's bringing peace to the world right on yeah joe thank you for I joining us i'll talk to you later and i'm going to pass you on now to our sister eloise okay thank you Hi, Eloise. Eloisa. Eloise. Yeah, Eloisa. Eloisa. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. I'm I'm Val. I'm sitting here with Ek. We're here in San Francisco. Uh, understand all of you good folks out there are are um, riding riding the high road and uh, getting ready to to continue to spread the love out there. To give us your take on what's what's happening. Sure. Well, uh, I came into Philadelphia a few days ago. And it's a beautiful city. The people are really friendly and we're really welcoming to myself and my friends out here who are working toward being beneficial. And now we're on a friend's property, like we said, a pretty incredible place, really beautiful in terms of the ecology as well. And what I'm most interested in, in participating with Shining Light and participating with the, the DNC right now, 
is education as a human right. And what that really means is about community taking care of itself, being autonomous and exercising its liberty, working together instead of against each other, which so often happens when we are mm, misinformed or we're not putting our values in the right priority. And so my priority is thinking about things like food, water, shelter, and education, making sure that people have the most basic things and opportunities so that we can all have access to information, access to, um, to resources, so that we can make informed decisions for ourselves, but also informed, in, informed decisions for each other, regarding each other. As we have, um, we have to form healthy and sustainable lifestyles uh, so that we can be happy and free people focusing on living intentionally. Today and tomorrow and the days that come are opportunities for us as individuals and for us as community, as Americans, um, to really seize the day, seize these, these, uh, these opportunities we have to network and to get to know each other, to help each other, because I think we see that, as Diamond Dave says, we can do more together than we can do as individuals. And part of that is transcending the problems of the individual, problems of our own individual desires and um, inclinations to realize what's universal, what's universally good, love, truth, beauty, justice. And that means connecting, connecting as a collective, making scientific revolution, making peaceful revolution. It's about the philosophical underground. It's about permaculture. It's about protest. And it's about peace. Eloisa. Right yeah. on, sister. Yeah, right on. I'm glad you're out there. Yeah, me what too. I want to say to you, hey, EK. Hey, Dave. So glad you're there. Now, <laughs> so glad you're together. I want to tell the folks out here that, that uh, the three of us, once a year, and you're all invited to something called Poems Under the Dome, which is the mother of all open mics in City Hall. And I'll show you the poster. I think there's one in the back of in the bottom of my pack. Of uh, uh, poems under the dome, and you, I hope you can all uh, that you show up there. It's in the last part of April. Yeah, in it's fact, uh, it's April twenty seventh, Dave. Yeah. Say it. Hey, it's April twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. Save the April date. Twenty seventh, twenty seventh, twenty, and also it's the fiftieth uh, anniversary of the summer of love as well. When I turned thirty, so it's uh, so I guess we better make it special. But what I say to now, but before I do too much blah blah blah, which as you know is a tendency I have. Eloisa, E.K. Eloisa, both E.K. and Val are really fine poets. E.K. Val, Eloisa is uh, is a poet. In fact, primarily I met her first as a poet in the teepees at Shining Light. Eloisa, do you have a poem you could read? Sure. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, lay some words on us, Eloisa. Thanks. Yeah. It's, uh, this is a love song. All right. Not, not totally related, but love is always good. So, goes like this. Vagabond, solitaire. Man, oh man, I swear. I'm going to meet you again, and we're going to assemble you. 
and all the gold and red and blue, because there are hints of you in the mist. There are hints of you in the wind, in the snow haze and sudden skyline. There are hints of you in the simple, sensitive stinging of my eyes. There were always whispers and symphonic stubborn visions swimming slyly through my essence, siren sweet, stinging me, pure and holy premise tempting, same story, devastating danger, enough for eternal hunger in the form of a distant deep, chasing shadows steady through sharply sculpted spaces, through illusions like death is, because laughing were the most mutable mirages like the pirate poets of the moonlit oasis, centuries into the past, eons into the future. And as I get closer to pausing, though you know me, I rather wouldn't. I'll be sure I never die, so that I might kiss your ears again. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Eloisa. Lovely. Lovely. Eloisa. The eternal, es- the eternal quality of love. The eternal quality of love. Can we turn it up a little bit? Well, let's turn it. No, the eternal quality of love. And they're going to be, I'm talking about Shining Light, and Philly Louisa, who I first met when I walked through the teepee circle. And she said to me, I was just there for a couple hours. She said, I'm doing poetry tonight. Will you join us? This is why I'm kind of tired. But, uh, but uh, I woke up in the morning with Elisa on my mind and said, I'm going to find her today. And I went to Shining Light and I let her know about the open mic I do, as others, if you've been listening for a while, people know I do an open mic, putting the spoken word ahead, but everybody's welcome at the Rainbow Gathering every day, on the every week, every year at the 5th. And this year it was in the big teepee, at uh, the big teepee, one of the, the biggest of the teepees, uh, there at Shining Light. And the teepees, what I want to tell you, is a great place for a poetry circle with the fire in the center and someone feeding the fire so the fire fire rises and falls. And my co-host was, in fact, Alicia. And I was sad that uh, as an old man, I have to regard my, my legacy. And I said, Alicia, if it happens, Alicia, Eloisa, why do I keep doing it? I know her so well. Eloisa, why is it? But Eloisa, Eloisa, I said, if it comes to me that I'm not here next year in Oregon, by the way, 50th anniversary summer of love in Oregon. Um, and, and if I'm not here, uh, Alicia, Alicia, Eloisa, 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 and I know you so well. Eloisa is going to step in, and she's my co-host because we we work really well together in the poetry, as uh, finding that common thread with the spoken word, and so many amazing and good poets uh, showed up on the on the fifth up there in the Green Mountains of Vermont. In which TV was it? Um, yeah, so this summer, Shining Light was um, able to host workshops in our teepees, which was really exciting. We also did last year, but this year um, I was I was more involved with it. And so what, we did some... Yeah, what kind of workshops? Yeah, so um, we had some poetry and some writers workshops, but we also had workshops in physics, in massage, in herbal medicine, in activism and nonviolent communication, 
Um, we had workshops in um, astronomy and astrology and spirituality and all kinds of human expression. Um, so people were able to come together in the spaces and teach each other, which again is community taking care of community and there's no charge to enter. It's uh, completely free for anyone who has an interest and a passion. That's so cool. Eloisa, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. I'm glad that you're out there. Um, I'm glad that you're here, really, on the Common Third Collective and on the planet, uh, adding your own good alchemy to the mix of um, all the good folks over there um, who you're with. How many people are, would you say are over there with the Shining Light bus and kitchen? Um, about 15 or 20 people total, and uh, everyone all adds and offers their own unique uh, addition to this really great, this great mixture of people who are so interested and so committed to, to helping each other and, and helping the world. So I, I'm lucky to be here. I'm excited to be here, and, and thank you for, for having us and helping us get that message out because you're crucial to it as well. That's what we're here for here on MutinyRadio.fm. People around the planet are listening right now, and also it will become a podcast um, directly after, right a little bit after 6 p.m. Pacific time tonight. Um, So if people are listening live and you want to check back in, you can uh, listen to the show that's happening right now, and it'll be posted on MutinyRadio.fm. That's M-U-T-I-N-Y Radio R-A-D-I-O dot F-M, and um. And uh, we do love streaming around the planet on the internet uh, to to bring the message, spread the word, and spread the love. And and I should uh, I should add to that uh, for your viewers who are interested on what's going on on the ground and at the the, Philadelphia, the convention in Philadelphia at the DNC. Yes. Um, it's hard to trust a lot of the mainstream media. Of, of course, Democracy Now does a wonderful job, and they'll be there. But I wanted to uh, offer our uh, we have a YouTube channel where we put up the things that we're doing and we'll be showing a perspective on the ground from the protesters. Uh, oh, good. Doing people on the streets every day. It's a, a Lucid Lorax a YouTube channel. Lucid is in Lucid Dreaming and Lorax is in the Dr. Seuss uh, character who tried to speak truth to power. Uh, the Lucid Lorax uh, uh, YouTube channel will be putting up uh, daily videos about the uh, the situation on the ground, uh, voices of the people in the streets and the, the grassroots uh, movement as it's unfolding. I'm so excited that to have that as a resource, and we're going to keep telling people to check it out. So is it the Lucid Lorax or just Lucid Lorax? Just Lucid Lorax. It's a, a okay. channel on, uh, on YouTube, and there will be uh, videos going up uh, daily there. How cool. Thank you for doing that, Lucid. Um, yeah, because people over here are, you know, I mean, a lot of the media coverage – um, for conventions is usually just inside and of course when there's protests and things they don't like to go outside um, but we would like to um, you know keep keep tabs on what's going on and like you know the police presence and um, whatever comes up uh, through all these marches and everything and um, I'm really excited to, to tune in to the Lucid Lorax YouTube channel <laughs> next week so I can wow. stay stay in tune we're all connected. This is the about community, lucid lorax and finding casting that white net, finding that common thread. But Joe wants to, but I like to say, I'm going to say, I like to say, we're going to say, uh, tune in next Friday. Uh, next Friday, what's what's now ahead of us will be behind us, 
And let's get folks let's gather again and have a summing up, should we? Mm-hmm. Next Friday. And then I go off, then I'm heading out, uh, then I'm heading out. I want to thank Organic Valley Co-op for helping in so many ways. They're going to be, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're going to be supplying uh, the cheese and the milk and the healthy Organic Valley family of farms food to help us feed the people. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so, so so if you happen to be in uh, Rainbow uh, Rainbow Groceries and the like, check out Organic Valley. They lend a hand to people doing good things without demanding anything from us in terms of. Um, where you do in, in terms, and hopefully they do, uh, and they do under underwrite a lot of the shows on NPR. You hear them, Organic Valley. That's them. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be stopping uh, stopping through and speaking at a couple of places there in their in their home quarters in Lafarge, Wisconsin. They're gonna pick me up in La Crosse, and I'm gonna speak to people about what we're about, what we're about, how people can lend a hand. You hear me, Val? I do, Dave. So hell. Oh, yes, anybody else like that? So it's so good. Hey, it's so glad. E.K., it's so good to have you there. Thanks, Dave. I'm, I'm glad to be, you know, participating from, from afar. I'm, I'm super proud of y'all for being out there and participating and, you know, standing up for what's right. E.K., now we've done so much together when I think back down to the, uh, down to the you know, I say the past shakes hands of the future to the now. And here we are, and I think of all we've gone through, all we've been, all we've done in this spot of time, and now we find ourselves in this amazing spot, in this amazing spot, being able to put it put it forth to the world. Is that right? That's right. That's right, Dave. Yeah. We be doing and it, like you say. Th- are, there, are there people there? Are there there is are there... people here. Can you hear us, folks? Folks. Yeah. <laughs> we can <hear> <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's being said. Maybe you can come up to the mic. I don't know. But anyway, here we are. Oh, and, uh, Joe, did you want something? Uh, my brother Joe. And we got anybody else would like to say anything? Because I'd have the same thing. I said, blah, 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 blah. And I'd wish I'd said that. And But here's a chance, Joe, for you to do your wish to say. So anyway, anyway, always, anyway, always, one way, some ways. But next Friday at this time, we'll be on. And I had another great conversation with Roman earlier. Yeah, so putting, uh, Roman's here too. Hey, Roman. Hey, Dave. Be, Roman, that was a great conversation, Roman. And Roman, in kind of in preparation of this guy, this uh, conversation. What do you think? Do you have any questions, Roman? I'm sorry, I missed that. Can you repeat that? Do you have any questions or any observations? Oh, yeah, I was just curious um, about... Um, any resistance that you're facing from either like law enforcement or other citizens who are around? Well, we don't know. We're waiting to hear. We were supposed to hear at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. There's definitely resistance where the powers that be making it difficult, I believe, to find a place where the people can camp. Mm-hmm. People who can't afford to go to um, go in hotels. Right, right. People who don't want to go in homeless shelters. Of course. And the people to camp, and we're waiting to hear the word. It was supposed to be at 6. It's now 6.30. Our fingers are crossed, and we're waiting here the word. We're gassed up. We're almost loaded up, and we're ready to roll. Awesome. Nice. Hey, Dave, do you expect more people to join you on the Shining Light bus, or do you think it's... I, don't, I expect people when we get there, I expect a lot of people to join us. 
because this is going to be some of the most interesting stuff in town. What's going to happen? Hillary, we already know it's Hillary. We all know certain last-ditch efforts will be made by Bernie people. But then they can walk out the door and join us. Just like uh, last week, it was Trump, Trump, Trump. There were certain last-minute uh, kind of futile efforts made and by both the people who refused to show up, the, uh, the official Republicans and the people of some 400 who voted against Trump who were laughed out, booed out, and treated like shit. Isn't that right? Yeah, it was an it was an ugly, ugly scene. Ugly. I, d- well, I did a whole uh, women's magazine uh, on it today, Dave, about the uh, the witch hunt re- the rhetoric that was uh, impl- uh, used um, throughout the week. Um, Aimed at Hillary. Aimed at I Hillary. Got- oh yeah, they put her. They indicted Chris Christie, Governor Chris Christie, indicted her in front of the country, um, and he he himself is an attorney, so he went extrajudiciously and into everybody's whoever was watching living rooms and ears, um, and and put her on public trial and had people in the room shouting guilty and lock her up. I mean, this is a this is an an ugly chapter in uh, in uh, American I rhetoric. From Abe Lincoln to from Abe Lincoln to Donald Trump, not Don't the same that. Republican Party. And then, uh, then, then, then that, then that uh, who is he's an Afro-American. He's a doctor. He spoke. Oh, Ben uh, Carson. Ben Carson claimed that she was a she was enslaved to uh, Lucifer, didn't he? Yeah, he said <laughs> that was also part of my show. He said that her mentor and someone she had written her thesis on was Saul Alinsky, who in his uh, dedication to um, in his book uh, referenced the original radical uh, Lucifer. <laughs> and so well, he, he <laughs> and then he said he said that if um, if if the United States elected Hillary Clinton, someone who, um, you know, worships uh, someone who uh, who worships uh, Lucifer, then God will leave the United States. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a Republican convention. <laughs> God will abandon us because someone likes the someone who references Lucifer in a text. We can't have that. We're one, go- one nation under God. Our money says in God we trust. Does, yeah. Doesn't the Bible reference Lucifer? Yes, it's a reference. Just, just checking. It's a reference. We don't go throwing that book out, do we? <laughs> Good point, EK. Yeah, it's just wild. Wild. Swinging wild. Anyhow. And Saul Linsky, Linsky, of course. Yeah, tell us about Saul Linsky. I know you know who he's, who he is. Yeah, he wrote a book called Revere for Radicals. He was a uh, he was really one of the first, to, really to divide, uh, to separate uh, uh, community organizing. So we have to separate it in a way and keep our distance a bit by the official Marxist-Leninist kind of radical politics who want to recruit people. And he had his uh, came up with a whole new system of going not door to door with people, uh, dealing with people's issues. And he was our first real community organizer of that sort. And he was, as Solinsky was a Jew, and his religion was uh, just as Bernie Sanders is a Jew, and they're non-observant Jews, their religion were the people. And uh, what, uh, if you could find on Google that he would have anything to do with Lucifer, that's totally, uh, he was a non-observant Jew. He had no interest in deities, either bad, bad or good. That's my take on Solinsky. And read his book. It's a small book called Revere for Radicals. 
We developed a whole new method of community organizing. Yeah, rules really rules for radicals. Generation. He published it in really. 1971, and in his dedication, uh, this is what he said in his dedication, in rules for radicals. He said, "Lest we forget, lest we forget at least an over-the-shoulder acknowledgement to the very first radical, from all our legends, mythology, and history, and who is." Who is to know where mythology leaves off and history begins, or which is which? The first radical known to man who rebelled against the establishment and did so effect did it so effectively that he at least won his own kingdom, Lucifer. <laughs> there so, you go. To me, that sounds a little tongue in cheek more than anything. It's metaphor, it's tongue in cheek. It's yeah. Lucifer and the angels revolted against heaven, be slave to God, and they revolted, and they're thrown into hell, where they made their own. Uh, Maybe their own community, and we're getting a bad reports that it's this, that, and the other, and terrible. The most terrible part, they say, most terrible is God is not there. In other words, it's based on different principles, and you can take it in a metaphorical, tongue-in-cheek way. Way that was meant. It was meant. Solinsky himself was a non, uh, a non-observant Jew, not unlike, uh, not unlike uh, Bernie Sanders and Diamond Dave. Yeah, Diamond Dave. You are radical. Oh, Thank yeah. you for being our far out, far flung correspondent uh, all this summer. And um, looking forward to watching uh, the YouTube channel from Lucid Lorax to see what you're all up to during the next few days, uh, Monday to Thursday. Of course, our show will be next Friday. Um, and looking forward to a recap of uh, a recap. what's going on in Philly. In Philly. Send and our love later, from San Francisco. And a week later, I'll be in the. I should be at. I'm pretty sure I'll be with with here in the studio, and the folks of uh, of love uh, of, uh, of the light are coming that direction. And one day, oh, one day I don't think two to five, they'll be sitting with us soon, right there at 21st in Florida at Mutiny Radio. Hooray. Well, that's fantastic. And we've got a lot of cool folks hanging out here at Mutiny Radio right now, 21st in Florida. The Common Thread Collective is happening here at Mutiny Radio. All right, Dave. Uh, if you want to give me a call back, give us a call back a little bit later. Let me know. Um, but it's been a great uh, checking in with everybody. Lots of love to all of you out there um, from all of us here in San Francisco. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, like everybody. One thing that for everyone, all the listeners, to continue their support for the freedom of Leonard Peltier. We're going to be doing a march, and we're trying to bring attention to his case. He's kind of like the Mandela of America. We need to do something, and everyone, they can call the president on the hotline, they can write a letter, but keep up the good work and keep up the struggle to free Leonard Peltier. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all. We love you too. Thank you, Rainbow Family. Oh, we right. just do what we do. It works for us. Hey, Mel. Hey, EK, keep up the good work. Hey, Thanks, look, Dave. Everybody in the station. We love you, and soon we'll be sitting. I'll be sitting in your midst. All right, love you too. I hope everybody likes the rock and roll spaghetti out there.
<laughs> well, that was a great check-in from out just outside Philadelphia in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. The Shining Light Bus, the Shining Light Kitchen, of course, the Rainbow Family hanging out, just waiting to get into Philadelphia so they can set up in a in a lovely park somewhere and feed the people um diamond dave thanks for calling in food not bombs thanks for what you do and i think this is a probably a great time to play our theme song um by none other than dave's uh oldest son ubi doobie who lets us know that despite all things to the contrary everything's gonna be all right Oh, 
Ubi Doobie. It's all right. That's Ubi 9000 if you want to listen to that song again. <laughs> Ubi 9000 on YouTube. Um, and we've got a singer-songwriter up at the microphone, I believe. Is it Mark? It is Mark. Hi, Mark. Welcome Hi. to The Common Thread. Well, thank you. How'd you find your way to us today? Uh, walking on my feet down the sidewalk. I saw this Allen Ginsberg-looking guy, and he had a melodica, so I came over to talk to him, and uh, <laughs> here we are. Perfect. That's he witnessed that, he came? Yeah, he just, like, came across the street. And yeah, was the like, Jewy-looking guy. I don't know. Check you out. <laughs> I said, hey, Let's are you a Jew? A he said, no. I said, you shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the kind of story we like about uh, the Common Thread Collective, when people just walk in down the street saying, what's going on? And then, yeah, I got something to play. So, Mark, take it uh, away. I'm missing a string on my guitar. I don't know if it's in tune. Here's a song about it. I'd like to hear it. I don't fucking care. Here it goes. All right. That one. This is my only Grateful Dead cover. It's called Tuning. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. Fuck. You got a lot of nerve to say. Now, fuck. You got a lot of nerve to say you are my friend. When I was down, you just stood there grinning. Got a lot of nerve to say you got a helping hand to lend. You just want to be on the side that's winning. Say I let you down, but you know that ain't where it's at. You fuck if you're so hurt. Why then don't you show it? You take it out of my cartoon guitar. You say you lost your faith, but that's not where it's at. You had no faith to start with, and you know it. you talk behind my back I used to be among the crowd you're in with such a fool to think I try to make contact with the one who tries to hide what he don't know to begin with you see me on the street and you always act surprised you say how are you good luck but you don't mean it
as well as me, you'd rather see me paralyzed. Why don't you just come out once and scream it? coming through don't worry we are forgiving about out of tune guitars um <laughs> and here's the thing i actually can play and if the guitar was in tune i could have played that song but thank you very much for i think you played it just fine thank you for being a part of the common thread uh we are here every friday so um always a more op- another opportunity if you want to come back another time here we are 21st in florida we be doing it as diamond dave is fond of saying as you say. Yeah, I got Roman so here. He's talking me into doing another one after I tune up, so someone else do something. Okay. We can you want me to tell jokes. I got we, jokes. We, we can do something while you tune up. <laughs> card tricks on the radio. That's an interesting concept. <laughs> That's like when we say, look at that. Um, I think it's going to sound like, have you ever watched poker tournaments oh where they have you know there's <laughs> yeah. there's the guy and it's like oh look look at the hand that's dealt oh boy you know it's really like kind of crazy narration it's gonna be like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just flipped over that is a seven of spades my friend <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what's the next one? Oh my God, it's an eight. Uh, <laughs> the house of cards is falling. It is. It is. Let's hope so. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. I'll tell you what. Let's play a little music and then we'll figure out what's coming up next. Uh,
Welcome back. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val, and uh, happy Friday. It's July 22nd, 2016. That was a little music from t- uh, the Terry Disley Trio. They play every Wednesday night at the Burrett Room here in San Francisco. Um, some really amazing arrangements there. That was a Pink Floyd arrangement. Um, he's an amazing pianist. Um, and we like to celebrate artists, and we're here. This is a community open mic, and uh, happy to welcome a, a new uh, a new folks a new person to our to our circle here uh, poet uh, Joan Rivard hi Joan hello welcome it's nice to meet you I'm happy to be here we're happy to have you here you have a, <laughs> a shining uh, disposition so it's good to have uh, your energy here in the booth um, and I know you've got some some poems you're going to read for us Yes, um, I have different kinds. Uh, I write political poetry and, and spiritual stuff about the, you know, the peace movement and the peace signs and the tie-dye and everything it represents. And, and um, I, I don't, I, it's hard to choose which things to read, but I guess I chose a sort of a political one for the first one and then a, more, a different kind of one for the second one. I've never done this before, so bear with me. I'm a little nervous. Uh, But I've written quite a lot of this, and um, I'm happy to share it. This is one of my somewhat political poems in a whole book I wrote, um, and it's called America Number 4 of Roman Numerals, Bill of Rights. Our right to the pursuit of happiness was worth something on that fine day when Madison wrote down the Bill of Rights. Conspiring with the Prince of Peace, he tried to give a chance to the poor Jesus loved. Even today, the Ten Amendments he devised to keep us free may be the only thing between us and a slaver's cage. The business interests preying on us, wrecking world climate with their cash, make the dangers the patriots faced almost seem tame. In the new world, there was plenty to go around, a chance at last for human beings to stretch their wings. The ancient slavery seemed like nightmares from the past, as Lady Liberty was raised to greet the huddled mass. For once, there was so much of everything that bullies could afford to let the people have their basic needs. Their lawyers knew the properties, improved by homesteaders, could be later swept up by usury and debt. The robber barons came and the railroad guys who contracted for all the ports and almost all the land along the tracks. With one stroke of a pen, their lobbyists obtained for them all the best real estate from sea to shining sea. The same four guys owned almost everything, worshippers of Adam Smith. They procured power to control all of our laws. They broke the unions, mowing down those seeking a fair wage. They made, kids wait, they made kids work till their hands bled and their minds dulled. And so the stain of needless want sullied the land of liberty, where there had been so much hope before for something new. Again, a few sit in gold chairs eating bonbons and hummingbird tongues, while many scrounge in garbage for old hot dogs, while some build palaces with swimming pools, more crouch in cardboard boxes or walk miles for water. The Bill of Rights retains the power it had the first day. Its lofty concepts may yet be the only thing to save us from this mess. Wow. Yeah. It's, 
It's, I think that's a it's right on theme here this week, huh? <laughs> as always, but especially right now as we kind of look at the state of our country. Um, thank you for that. Thank you. I want to make the point that some of these I wish I could revise, and I will. I don't mean to say that the people that are involved in this mess happening or to blame, you know, this stuff happened hundreds of years before they were born, you know, they're our brothers too, we're not going to fix it without their help, you know, I, I can never be, I don't ever want to be construed as saying it's us against them, and I want to fix anything like that that may appear in my writing, because, you know, us against them has never worked, it's not going to work, we need something bigger and better than that, we need something beautiful and bright and that inspires people and that doesn't make people scared, you know, yeah. And we do have tools we can use, like I was saying. And, and then I guess I should read this other poem, which is what I call my hippie poem. It's a, a lot of people with long hair really like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but first, I want to explain a little bit about what I believe in, about God, what I call God. You know, I have an experience which is personal. And what I did study is, is the Bible, and, and I found out, I want to just say real quick, in a nutshell, I don't believe any of the things that a lot of the churches are teaching because they're all teaching Paul instead of Jesus, and that goes way deep, every, almost every single thing they're saying. And, you know, what I believe in is what the guy said, what it says he actually said, which, you know, he didn't say to worship him. He said we should worship each other. So. You know, that's what I believe in. This church, like, you'll see what, kind, what I believe in when I read this poem. It's called Peace Drums. And I, I do have a website, which is also called Peace Drums. It's called peacedrums.org, if anybody wants to see that. And this poem is on it and, and many other things. Peace Drums. People have heard God speaking in the clouds or in the rushing wind or in bells. I hear this in the drums the drums of all the nations beating together, struck with such power by the pacifists. Eyes closed and long hair waving free, the drummers seem transported on idealist dreams, their hopes fixed inwardly on the great world of the sublime. They reach for heaven on earth. God says so much in the mighty pounding of the drums, which shakes the ground. What a great force the hopes and dreams of those who wear the tie-dyed cloth, who lift the peace banners so high. Isn't it they who represent some of the best man has achieved? Aren't their beliefs of universal brotherhood exactly those that Jesus preached? Brother and sister are the names we know each other by in paradise, not by the titles and the ranks of the machine. The strong hands of the drummers never tire pounding out the heartbeat of a great people, the sound of swords turned into plowshares as their happy song. Gone are the slaughter and the prisons when Christ in us has come. Ages of ignorance and lies are soon dispelled when the holy word of love is formed. These people don't believe in war and want to put the golden rule to strong political effect. Respect is the sole dogma to which they cleave, and the cooperation practiced by civilized folks with common sense. Christ's paradise is not so far when hearts embrace a love for all and visions of hope and healing on the earth. Treating others the way they'd like to be treated is the litmus test of their religion, which has no walls and doesn't fit in books. God tells me in the drums that their gentle ways can move mountains of greed and hate, trying at last what Jesus really said. They are the cornerstone which the builders cast off, 
and what is written in their hearts is greater than the brute force of the world. Beautiful. What's written in their hearts is... What is the last line? Um, What's written in their hearts is... Yes, it said, God tells me in the drums that their gentle ways can move mountains of greed and hate, trying at last what Jesus really said. They are the cornerstone which the builders cast off, and what is written in their hearts is greater than the brute force of the world. Hmm. You know, that refers to the Bible phrase where, Je- I think it's Jesus, or somebody says he's the cornerstone, you know, the corner, the, the, the stone right. that the builders cast off became the cornerstone of the building. Right, right. And that's how I feel about the long-haired hippie pacifists. It's that, you know, I'm going out there in the park and seeing these grubby-looking people, some of them what's left, you know, the ones that, that can actually stay in this area because... Nobody can pay the rent, you know, over here. It's all about, yeah. you know, and they're so beautiful, you know, and all the people in this area and everywhere, so many places you meet them and they have this beautiful light in their eyes. And it's not about them, though. It's about all of us. It's about everyone. You know, we need all of us. All of us are connected. All of us are beautiful. All of us are not condemned. We're not cursed. We're not sinners. You know, the guy yeah. never said that. They don't tell you. It never said, it just says he never said it. Somebody else said all that, so yeah. you know that's that's my message that people have to believe they're good enough, they're worth saving the planet for. You right know, we, we we should be happy. We, should, we don't need to be punished or mortify ourselves or whatever. Yeah. You know, we we need we should be proud of who we are and just love other people and you know the things that we believe in might be the biggest thing that can actually turn this world around. You know, when you when you look at planets out there i believe that the ones i don't know that much about that but if there are other people out there the ones that make it are the ones that have that golden rule you treat other things other people the way you want to be treated it's very simple and and the fact is most people already do that they they don't need to be preached at you know it's the leaders it's the religious guys the religious leaders they they don't get it they're listening to the wrong people. They're reading Paul, 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 Paul in everything. Every scripture they quote is from Paul the Apostle. You know, even the, the Gospels that they quote were written, two of them were written by his close traveling companions, you know, and, and some of the doctrines show up 50 years before they wrote those. So, you know, I, I know quite a lot about that. That's a book I wrote, The Liberals Bible Guide, God's Message to Tree Huggers. Nice. Oh, nice, the Liberals Bible Guide. And if people go to your website, peacedrums.org, can they find your book? Or? Yes, they can. It's not published yet. It will. I, I'm trying to decide whether to get a publisher or do it on my own because I want to own it. I want it completely. I don't want anyone else telling me I can't give it away to mm. people. Right. You know, Good they point. can't print it and give it to other people. I want that to happen. I want to only you know have someone buy it if they want a copy and they can totally buy it but and not until i put it on there i'm, I'm a little bit uh, computer illiterate i need to get some help or figure out what to do about that see i'm being very honest with the whole world here <laughs> we appreciate that that's the that's part of the golden rule wants to publish it and make it big hey let me know <laughs> nice and what's it called again it's called the liberals bible guide god's message to tree huggers it's 300 it's 480 pages long wow. it is entirely scriptures it is made entirely of scriptures and, and uh, because it shows what Jesus said, you know, about this, this, and that. And it's really cute. It's, you can, it sounds like he's t- actually talking to you. 
you know, the scriptures are assembled in such a way that it sounds like a, 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 a conversation. Oh, nice. And then you get to what Paul added, and it just will blow people's minds. You know, he's the one that added, you know, the curse, the doctrine of Adam and Eve. Jesus never mentions that, you know, and all the whole thing. Hell is the trash dump outside of Jerusalem, and uh, Paul added the divine right of kings, slaves obey your masters. Uh, so-and-so, and he has a long list, is worthy of death. Uh, you know, let the Jews' table be bitter. The Jews' mouths must be stopped. I mean, this guy caused the Holocaust. He caused the genocide of all the Native Americans when he wrote, uh, uh, idolaters are worthy of death. How else can you interpret that? You know, he wrote, destroy the body to save the soul. Uh. When telling these people to go ahead and kill this guy because he had an affair with his father's one of his father's wives yeah. you know i mean people have done those things because he wrote it in there and they believe that god wants to punish them and he's gonna curse them and uh, yeah it's a he you know it's a he Jesus, yeah and there's the righteousness to love you know and right. love opens that door whatever you want to call god i mean you know he didn't he didn't command people to call god a certain way he, he didn't say he was the only begotten these other guys said that about him right and so you know i feel that the hippies totally get it without ever even calling it that or saying that you know they get what he was saying and and it's it's important historically it's it's powerful it might be the the thread that we can pull on to try to save ourselves, you know, because it's a beautiful, positive message about the goodness of all people. It's it's very powerful politically, you know. It, it can get the people that are doing the wrong things to want to join and hang out with it, you know. It's it's pleasant. It's 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 palatable. It's it can change the laws. I believe it can change the laws if anything can, you know, that love that people feel that they talk about. Joan Rivard, what a what a pleasure to to have you here. What an honor to have you here and and have your message uh, go out there to streaming around the planet on the internet. Um, getting some clapping out from uh, <laughs> the out in the audience there too. Um, yeah, hopping. I mean, that's that's kind of what I was thinking about this week as I was watching, you know, the national convention there, and you know, you have all of this anger and hatred and and you know I, for me I just I don't understand why that would appeal to people and like yeah I'm just gonna jump on and get angry with you you know let's get angry whereas you don't have to do that you can take a step back and look at what's actually going on amongst people in our little interactions and in our community interactions and what do you want do you want the anger and violence no you try to avoid that at all costs you know it flares up here and there people get frustrated whatever um but it's that whole kind of uh, ego thing you know that's that's just a um the kind of that scumminess that floats uh, on the top a lot <laughs> over everything else so Thank you for bringing in this uh, historical religious perspective into the modern day conversation. It's, I think it's really important. Thanks, Joan. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm very excited to, to have been here. Well, we'll hope you come back. I would like to. Thank you. Thank you. And we're here every Friday. Any, anybody out there listening, you can come in. We're at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets. That's 2781 21st Street in San Francisco, uh, 94110. And uh, 
This is the Common Thread Collective. We're casting the wide net, finding the common thread, letting life flourish. And we don't panic. We keep it organic. And uh, I'm actually in the studio here looking at a painting that our friend Rainbow did, who's coming up next to play. Uh, he did, he made a cast a wide net painting uh, for Diamond Dave. Uh, says, don't panic, keep it organic. And uh, Rainbow... You've got that. I got it. It's, right, it's over here. It's right up above our... You can't see it. It's inside, um, oh, kind of off oh, to the side of our... Inside our studio door here, so... Oh, great. Yeah. Well, good to see you, Rainbow. Yeah, good to see you, too, Val. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Speaking of our peace-loving friend, give us a couple songs, okay. if you would.
Thank you, June. Yeah, Rainbow. Thank you. It's up to us. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so anyway, um, I was at a rainbow gathering one time, right, and in a big circle of people chanting Om, and I was like, and it coiled around, and I was like in the hub of this huge circle chanting Om, right, and I put my ear down to the earth, and it was like I heard the earth crying. And all I could think to say was how sorry I am. But out of that, I wrote this song. There's a sweet girl Someplace in the world But don't you is a cesspool Just take a look at the skin That you're living in I thought that you might like to know There'll be no place left 
so much for having me. Thank you, Rainbow. Thank you. Wow. And the ohm that brought you there, and as as you were, right after you told the story, Bloodflower jumped up with his, uh, I don't know what you call that. It's a little, fi- like the little finger piano yeah, thing. Finger piano. Right? Yeah, no, it's a different thing. Yeah, what is it called? It's an, Afri- it's an African instrument. It's a kalimba. Thank you. Thank you. And painted on the back of his kalimba, it just says, Om. Shante. I know. Shanti, shanti. I love that. That's one of my favorite. Shante. <laughs> shanti, shanti is one of the fa- my favorite things I learned when I was traveling in India. Because people, you know, the whole notion of shanti, shanti is like, like, stay cool. Like, you don't have to get upset. So I love I love that one Shanti Shanti. Even if you don't have time for the Om, you know it's like kind of like oh you know simmer down you know relax. Shanti Shanti, pretty cool. Um, om, we're all everybody. Hope you're feeling at Om here on the Common Thread Collective. Uh, we are here and we've got Richard Sandrell. He already you've already heard his voice huh. today. Yeah. Anybody hear that voice? Well. Um, <clears throat> There was a lot said today so far. So I have three pieces uh, I'm going to read. I'm going to start off with the nice one, and then we'll move on to the heavier stuff. This is called Birds Add to Earth's Music. Birds add their voice to Earth's music. Song sung, chirped, trumpeted. The mother spins in circles as birds did in the beginning to this day. In the beginning, they flew in circles where light was dim from the new-forming sun. When earth formed, they found a place to land and nest from trees that sprouted from the mother's soil. It is the earth that spins in circles now, as birds do in flight. It is the birds that first gave us the circle, the hoop, weather that brings us the winds and storms gathers by spinning, Sufis spin, the universe spins, whirlpools spin, native people dance the round dance, time circles but also in a straight line, way too rigid for time, time pops in and out, back and forth, round and round. Birds sing to each other, but the earth responds to the music, the mother loves the trumpeters and the nice ballad or the screaming of improvised joy, longs for the sad call of the morning dove, and the earth continues its circle. It is the cacophony of birds that adds to earth's music. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Slide lets you glide. I see the slide that allows you to glide. Adults play bringing back that inner child, you know, the one we kill when we get older. We may be at the end of our, of our times, so I'm going to party down like it's 1491. 
I introduce myself to my inner child and to the adult. Though they occupied the same person, they almost forgot about each other and became colder. I want to go to a go-go. I want to dance in the street. I will live my life not for any government religion or those who try to convince me and you that they are our saviors. Fuck the celebrities and all the manure the, mani, 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 the media gives as it makes us feel superior, important as to make us happy. Only I can make me happy. American culture, really? We need to look out for each other, not kill each other. Ask yourself who really profits from all this hatred, killing. Impotent leaders called George claim that they are either keep us great or that they will bring back the empire and be great again. They will rob you of your self-realization by sending you to forever wars, give the populace both poor and educated low-paying wages, then work them to death. Tech heads find that out. From what I've heard, they're on a call 24 hours a day. Work them to death as their lives age, never to realize who they are and never to play as the child to remember the awe. But then again, maybe I'm too far removed from the later generations. The first real toy may have been a device, and this is the only thing that floats their boat. Not to blame the younger, we all have our devices, or like a good Amish, you'll use someone else's. Trying to regain my own sanity missed a lot. There are great human beings out there who are just getting harder and harder to connect. Come out, come out, and learn just to play. Come out from the four directions. Dance for the sun that warms us, and the mother who protects us from the sun's wrath that chars. Don't just stand there. Bring back those learnings as a child. Bring back that milk of human kindness. Bring back the milk of human kindness. Thank you, Richard. Well, thank you. And here we go with the last one called Hippie Icon Jesus. (laughs) Jesus gave us wine as a sacrament. He stumbles drunk onto the rock and gives his sermon. When his followers told him what he'd preached, he didn't and couldn't remember. Something about upon this rock I will build my church. Nope, Jesus couldn't remember that. That's how those gospels got written. Jesus couldn't do it. Those who wrote this thought that he was, it was a metaphor for the world, not this particular rock that he was referring to. That's why there is very little written by Jesus, and therefore all Gospels are secondhand and should be suspect. That, well, that's what the story is that's going around. Those missing years where Jesus became the hippie icon Jesus in search of what young men and God search for, uses many different sacramental drugs, had sex in every way one can with love and affection. Oh, he was blessed. He was immaculate. It all got confused later in those secondhand gospels. He checked the east, north, west, and south. He may have been the first medicine man who dispersed all the knowledge he had learned from the four directions. Earlier in time, he gave native people of the western hemisphere drugs of enlightenment and healing from breathing. The spiritual sacred way to stay in touch with the spirits, animals, and all of mother's children. Learning to, lo- learning to live with the mother, not rape her. One does not abuse the one who feeds you. At least that's what the medicine man named Jesus thought. 
He gave Caucasians wine, hoping to seduce them into tempering their sometimes overbearing and conquering ways. Even Jesus had to admit that was a fuck-up. Even for him, sedation had been the aim. Slow them down, make them think about what they do. Seriously, think about it. He failed to see the addictive quality it had for some, gods included. He wanted more from them to do more good writing, poetry, music. This hippie icon Jesus, or hippie I Jesus versus hippie uh, versus Jesus H Christ, had wanted all from the four directions to come together, which proves gods and icons don't always get what they want or what they need. Empires come and go, as in the East. Someone always has trouble with diversity, wants control. They are the emperor gods. It's their right as emperor gods, no matter what direction they came from. <coughs> Can't have small nations ruling themselves. Can't have self-realizations of oneself or the nation's cultural, social, political systems the people want. That's anarchy. New ways should be always discussed in an intellectual way with soul and heart. No living, vibrant, healthy culture remains static. Make it better, healthier. You sh we weren't given this place to trash it. Only the chaos of the galaxies reserves that right. Well, anyway, these are some of the thoughts that comes from the hippie icon, Jesus. And the theme continues to emerge today. <laughs> thanks for thanks for that, Richard. It's and okay. I saw that Joan came in to to get a closer uh, listen on for that one, uh, considering the oh, the previous are. topic. Hippie icon Jesus. This is a really fun afternoon here on the Common Third Collective. Yeah. Thanks everybody for being here. All the great people showed up. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. It is. I think we're we're putting all this uh, all these ideas into action right right here right now. That's right. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to play a little music for us, and we still have a couple other folks out here who have. generously shown up to to share their talents with us i know amadou is going to play some piano and of course bloodflower he's got his kalimba and um ek is sitting here just just playing co-host but i know she's got some poems yeah. up her sleeve oh um, by the I'm glad way by the way there's there's something that's slipping by us again uh, this always happens, doesn't it? Wednesday, somewhere in the city. Wednesday, oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's where. Is I've it somewhere in Sacred Ground? Is that poet? The, July twenty seventh. Is it the twenty seventh of July? Is it it's is. a Wednesday night, and, yeah. and I believe it's one of my favorite living poets. Her name is Global Val Ibarra, wow. and and she's she's <laughs> going to be featuring at Sacred Grounds on July twenty seventh. Feature. Uh, at 7 p.m. It right? does. It does start at it seven. Starts at it seven. starts at seven. Twenty one haze. Yeah, you can take the twenty one haze. And it's free, and it's going to be a brilliant night of inspiring words. Look out and, your window; uh, you will see a glow coming from that part of the show city. Up. <laughs> 
Well, that's gonna be that's gonna be great. <laughs> it sounds like fun. Can I come? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you better be there, Val. I'll be Don't there. I'll be there. That's that's me. They're talking about so so sweetly. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to feature at Sacred Grounds, the longest running poetry open mic mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Um, it's always fun to hang out with uh, our host uh, there over there, Dan Brady. Um, looking forward to featuring, and, and I think. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make any false promises here because I don't want to put any words in anyone's mouth. I think Bloodflower is gonna come too, so we might have some music. Ooh, that'll be great. Oh, Bloodflower, it's so nice. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh, what's great? I really, I still want to mic you the whole time during the show, uh, Bloodflower. I, the commentary is fantastic. Totally. Um, thank you, Richard, for reminding everybody oh, and man. bringing it up. And thanks, Ek, for filling in filling in the blanks there. So it's on Hay, the corner of Hayes and Cole. Um, right there, just north of the Panhandle, and uh, Wednesday night, Sacred Grounds Cafe. I've already put 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 trying to Since put my 1972. Uh, it's been there. It was founded by two lesbian women. That's part of the history, and uh, we're trying to find out more. Uh, 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 Mr. Natural's uh, gathering a lot of. Uh, uh, history. If anybody out there, by the way, used to go out to Sacred Grounds, has old stories about it, uh, please get in contact with uh, uh, Sacred Grounds and Teddy and let them let him know, and we'll work it out how we can uh, talk to each other. Uh, because he's trying to get this on the registry, because uh, it's been there since '72. It's the longest running. Why not keep it alive? Indeed, indeed. Um, Keeping poetry and art alive here in San Francisco in a climate of expensive rents and uh, a lot of other BS. uh, But we be doing it, as Dave is fond of saying. Um, So thank you. Thank you all for being here. It's so cool. Um, We still have almost another hour uh, left to to play here on the Common Thread Collective. So I'm going to put on a little music, and we're going to figure out what's going to happen next in the in the live realm um and uh and i i want to play a a song um i'm gonna i've been playing some terry disley uh from the terry disley trio who plays the burrett room every wednesday night um uh, amazing arrangements of uh of popular songs and the song the arrangement that i'm going to play uh, I'm not playing it, but I'm going to push play on the CD player. Um, is us and them, of course, another Pink Floyd song. Um, you know, there won't be lyrics with this, but uh, Joan did mention. You know, we can't just have us versus them. Um, and I think that if you listen to the lyrics of the song, the Pink Floyd version, uh, you'll hear that message coming through. But I'm going to be playing the uh, the Terry Disley arrangement of it. So here we go. Uh, Terry Disley Trio, Us and Them.
listening to the Common Thread Collective here, Mutiny Radio.fm, San Francisco. Sitting here with Roman and EK in the booth. I'm Global Val. You're awesome for being out there and doing what you do. Thanks for listening. So, EK Keith, yes, uh, Queen of Poems Under the Dome. Aww. So, we've got. Uh, We've got the date for next year set up, huh, for City Hall? April 27th, 2017. All right. It's a thing. It's happening. It's happening. That'll be the 12th? It will be Palm Dome. It'll be Palms Under the Dome 12, yes. Wow. The 12th annual. I've got the gray hairs coming in yeah, to I've, show it. i got a couple, too. I'm, I, I blame City Hall for all my gray hair. <laughs> there, there are occasionally some challenges, but I love it. I embrace it. You, I embrace challenges. You do a fantastic job. Thank you. So do you, Val. I can do it without you. And Dave, you know, all of y'all. So you've got a poem. I do. Just I have, one. I have like, just one. Just one. What a tease. And what I, a tease. I, I picked it from our larger themes that are kind of swirling around in, in, in the air today. It's called Selfie. See America. It sees you. Take lots of pictures. It takes pictures of you, too. We are it. We take pictures of ourselves. This is our identity crisis. We're trying to see we are not the America we claim to be. Look who we are. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Laying it out there for us, CK. Well, you know, I was thinking about all our friends out in Philadelphia and, uh, that's that's it's big we got a lot of big stuff going on in america this week and i hope everybody's paying attention and there's a lot of ways to pay attention like talking to people and discussing all the things that you're taking in from various media sources to you know kind of get down to where you're at with everything and you know make a move to keep what we have good and Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. you know, like let's 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 keep our civil liberties, everybody. What do you say? Yeah. Yay. I mean, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I support civil yeah. liberties. Yes, uh, and especially right here uh, in this medium of uh, free speech. Yes. Right on. Um, and we got to keep that alive and not let them uh, flip the script on us and mm-hmm. think that uh, you know free speech is something else or something that is only uh, sanctioned in certain uh, circumstances or for certain people. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, keeping it keeping it real. Hey, Ek, thanks for coming by. Thanks, Val. It's I, been a beautiful afternoon. I'm gonna, you, and I'm glad to see you too, Roman, yeah. and you, Bloodflower, and Richard, and Rainbow, and everybody. It's been a, a lovely afternoon. I'm gonna go walk out into the afternoon and get some sun on my skin. Nice vitamin D. I know. Gotta have it. Do it. All right. Well, we'll be back in a minute. With we'll set up the microphone for Amadou to play some piano. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. All right. Welcome back. This is the Common Thread Collective Mutiny Radio. And we've got our friend Amadou out at the PNU, ready to, ready to rock it. Take it away, my friend. In a minute. In a minute. Okay. I can, I can wait a minute. I can wait a minute. Bye, EK. And Ro- Roman's got something to share. Oh, sure. I can do a little short piece while I'm here. Yeah, please. Uh, so I've been thinking a lot about toxic masculinity and how awful it is and it needs to be stopped and uh i happen to be a transgender man and so uh experiencing life being treated uh through one who is socialized as female is different and just seeing that we're all spirits in our bodies and seeing how a lot of men imitate the behavior that they've they've seen and a lot of it's really destructive and violent and i would encourage a lot of folks to to stop it and to question it and to not be afraid of gentleness and kindness and meaningful touch and that's one way of, of being. So I wrote a, a poem on the train. Uh, I'm not usually a poet, but uh, the idea is just pretty much directed at a lot of men who continue to emulate this toxic masculinity which has destroyed the planet and fellow human beings. Men, men, where have you been? When you're out cheating on your wives, you could have been stopping white supremacy. Men, men, where have you been? hiding in the closet while your brothers, who are comfortable with who they were, were out being bashed. Men, men, where have you been? Out trying to make money to fill a void inside you because you could no longer suck at your mother's breast. Men, men, where have you been? Forgetting that kindness is okay. I think the world is like a a hand that's been broken, and I know a lot of folks who are doing a lot of work to try to fix it and mend it, and all we can come up with is band-aids, and it's a hand that has forgotten how to shake and only knows how to hit. So for all those folks out there nursing those wounds, uh, thank you and eternal gratitude. And for folks who need a place to put their anger, I suggest letting it out as peacefully as possible and knowing that you're not alone. Amen, my friend. Thank you, Roman. Thank you for your your words and your bravery. And you do it here every week on the weekly review with Roman uh, Reimer, and that's here on Mutiny Radio every Friday from 12 to 2. Thanks for doing what you do. Beautiful.
that was really pretty. Thanks for playing piano, Amadou. Thanks for hanging out. Very cool afternoon here. Um, very loving afternoon here on the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco. A lot of great folks have come through. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you stuck around and yeah. hung out for all this afternoon. Um, you've been doing shows since noon today. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> um, let's see. Blood flowers outside. Uh, Mark was going to play a song next. Mark, are you out there? You going to play a song, another song for us? All right. Get yourself tuned up there and then uh, get on up to the microphone. one song that didn't suck, so hopefully this one doesn't suck. Thank you. 
learnt because it rhymes better that way. These boots are made for walking. That's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna. Mark, that was a fun one to throw in there. Good old Nancy Sinatra, a little, <laughs> little, little, little power there, a little power song. Uh, I I remember watching that on TV as a kid. And oh my God, me too. That it, was. Uh, in, I watched it on YouTube a bunch of times since then. But uh, yes, I remember like, like the Avengers or Laura Petrie dancing or Morticia Adams, <laughs> Catwoman. Any of the three Catwomen, not. Uh, that one in the 80s fuck that one <laughs> yeah nancy sinatra up there with her bouffant and her and her tall boots and stuff um cool thanks for playing <laughs> i think we're gonna have um i think we have time for another one before blood flower comes in yeah yeah go ahead and my Stetson hat and the jacket too and put a $20 gold piece on our watch chain so I can let everyone know I died standing pat and give me six crap shooting pallbearers have a chorus girl sing me a song go get all those guitars you motherfuckers stole from me out of the pawn shop and we'll raise hell as we go along shot of that booze if anyone should ask you you just tell them I got those St. James Infirmary Blues oh, oh, fuck you, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice 
St. James Infirmary. Oh, wow. I didn't see that one coming, but there again, this is a Common Thread Collective. I never know what's coming next, um, which is part of the fun. So thanks, Mark, for playing that one. Yeah, your guitar sounds great. Um, oh, do they say? What movie is that? Do they say? You totally redeemed yourself. What is that? <laughs> Where am I getting that from? Um, oh, the phone is ringing. I wonder who's calling. Let's see. Uh, let me check the situation. Next, on the phone line, we've got a, a regular member of our collective, James Zealous. Are you with us, James? Hello. And I've got a blood flower here in the studio with a kalimba. So uh, if you've got a couple minutes to do your thing, you may. Mr. J. Krishnamurti from his book, Think on These Things. Let's go conformity and revolt. Have you ever sat very quietly with closed eyes and watched the movement of your own thinking? Have you watched your mind working? Or rather, has your mind watched itself in operation? Just to see what your thoughts are, what your feelings are. How you look at the trees, the flowers, the birds, at people. How you respond to a suggestion or react to a new idea. Have you ever done this? If you have not, you're missing a great deal. To know how one's mind works is a basic purpose of education. You don't know how your mind reacts. Your mind is not aware of its own activities. 
you don't never find out what society is. You can read books on society, sociology, study social sciences. But if you don't know how your own mind works, you cannot actually understand what society is. Because your mind is part of society. It is society. Your reaction, your beliefs, your going to the temple, the clothes you wear, the things you do and don't do, and what you think society is made up of all of this. It is a replica of what is going on in your own mind. So your mind is not apart from society. It is not distinct from your culture, from your religion, from your various class divisions, from the ambitions and conflicts of the many. All this is society, and you are part of it. There is no you separate from society. Now, society is always trying to control, to shape, to mold the thinking of the young. From the moment you are born and begin to receive impressions, your mother and father are constantly telling you what to do, what not to do, what to believe, what not to believe. You are told that there is God or that there is no God but the state and that some dictator is its prophet. From childhood these things are poured into you which means that your mind which is very young, impressionable, inquisitive, curious to know, wanting to find out is gradually being encased, conditioned, shape that you will fit into the pattern of a particular society and not be a revolutionary. Since the habit of pattern thinking has already been established in you, even if you do quote-unquote revolt, it is within the pattern. It's like prisoners revolting in order to have better food, more conveniences, but always within the prison. When you seek God, or try to find out what is right government, it is always within the pattern of society, which says this is true and that is false, this is good, that is bad, this is the right leader, and these are the saints. So you revolt, like the so-called revolution brought about by ambitious or very clever people always limited by the past. That is not revolt. That is not revolution. It is merely heightened activity, a more valiant struggle within the pattern. Real revolt. True revolution. Is to break away from the pattern and to inquire outside of it. You see, all reformers, it does not matter who they are. Are merely concerned with bettering the conditions within the prison. They never tell you not to conform. They never say, break through the walls of tradition and authority, shake off the conditioning that holds the mind. And that is real education. 
Not merely to require you to pass examinations for which you have crammed up, or to write out something which you have learned by heart. But to help you to see the walls of this prison in which the mind is held. Society influences all of us. It constantly shapes our thinking, and this pressure of society from the outside is gradually translated as the inner. But however deeply it penetrates, it's still from the outside. And there is no such thing as the inner, as long as you do not break through this conditioning. You must know what you are thinking. And whether you are thinking as a Hindu or a Muslim or a Christian, that is, in terms of the religion you happen to belong to, you must be conscious of what you believe or do not believe. All this is the pattern of society. Unless you're aware of the pattern and break free from it, you are still a prisoner, though you may think you are free. But you see, most of us are conditioned with revolt within the prison. We want better food, a little more light, a larger window so that we can see a little more of the sky. We are concerned with whether the outcast should enter the temple or not. We want to break down this particular caste, and in the very breaking down of one caste, we create another, a superior caste. So we remain prisoners, and there is no freedom in prison. Freedom lies outside the walls, outside the pattern of society. But to be free of that pattern, you have to understand the whole content of it. What is you understand your own mind? It is the mind that has created the present civilization. This tradition-bound culture or society, and without understanding your own mind, merely to revolt as a communist, as a socialist, this or that, has very little meaning. That is why it's very important to have self-knowledge. To be aware of all your activities, your thoughts and feelings. And this is education. Is it not? Because when you are fully aware of yourself, your mind becomes very sensitive. Very alert. Try this. Not someday in the faraway future, but tomorrow or this afternoon. If there are too many people in your room, if your house is crowded, then go away by yourself. Sit under a tree or on the riverbank and quietly observe how your mind works. Don't correct it. Don't say, this is right, this is wrong. Just watch it as you would a film. You know, when you go to the cinema, you're not taking part in the film. The actors and the actresses are taking part, but you are only watching in the same way. Watch how your mind works. It is really interesting. Far more interesting than any film. Because your mind is the residue of the whole world. And it contains all 
that human beings have experienced. Do you understand? Your mind is humanity. And when you perceive that, you have immense compassion. Out of this understanding comes great love. And then you will know when you see lovely things, what beauty is. Thank you, Commentary Collective. Thank you, Blood Flower. Thank you, Global Val. Thank you, James Ellis. They fit right into the theme of today. And uh, as we all find our find our footing in in the world and uh, in our par- own individual participation and uh, and hopefully shedding some of those old notions that uh, define us in artificial ways thank you for calling in what a treat and that was room really cool kalimba playing blood flower thank you Valerie. <laughs> that's very kind of you to say well, we've got a few more minutes um, on the show, and you and I, we've got a gig on Wednesday. The con- this is true, yeah. <laughs> Sacred Grounds Cafe, uh, poetry, oh. and we're bringing in your music. Yeah? I haven't been to Sacred Grounds in 20 years. Oh, wow. My f- I went there one time, and I got lost. But I made it there, but when I, when I was leaving, I got lost, and I never made it back there. Wow. <laughs> well, the, the road is long. I'm found again. I got found again. <laughs> lost and found. Blood that's flower. me. A lost and found blood flower. That's me. <laughs> Maybe that's the memoir, huh? <laughs> no, I no, no, no memoirs. <laughs> I, my my hand hurts. Understood. Well, then I I don't. If, do you you still got a got a got a little kalimba in you? Uh, yes, I do. Um, is it okay if I don't wear the cans? Cause yeah, I, you don't have to. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Right. No problem. There if you need them. All right, we're going to do a little preview. Um, I might read some of these on Wednesday. It might be something different, though. <laughs> All right. Shock. Shock sets into a terribly twisted channel, and the cranks tighten. Suddenly stiffened, and the tunnel vision starts spinning its bulletin to alert, alert, abandon ship, sink where you are, fall into the pit. Rotten words start clawing at your mind, but you dare not say them, lest you bury yourself with them for a moment that will pass. An electric fish the size of the sky arches over our bay. Outlined by camouflage clouds of a giant tuna, modeled on top, but with sliding stripes of neon pink and white, fiery strokes fanning into fins, coming out of a meaty middle. And its tail pinches off with the spread of the city beyond, so full of tales of its own. 
wrap patience around your confusion to act as a buffer until one of them melts away. Take inventory of your dreams as much as you can before you start your day, for somewhere in the landscapes of reflection there is insight, if not just entertainment. last thing you touch at night be something from nature hold fast to a cold stone grasp at sandalwood or your own fleshy bones pat the plant or run some water along your lips something so that your body remembers its essence and the cells again settle into harmonic reconnections as to when it first assembled in its perfection They've tried to redefine time by putting it in a straight line and calling it clockwise. Digits in sequence winding and waiting down the red line conveniently painted on the pavement. And it's an order of artifice, carrying an air of correctness until it becomes questionless. When in fact, it has supplanted actuality. A thousand suns could tell us which way to look for morning. But the subtle and unsettling oversight is the course of the moon running what would be called counter. But clearly it is the marker. Orbit and watcher, seamstress and friend, putting the pattern before us. the depth of it all and here I find myself living on the water solid and afloat bobbing in balance buoyed and cleated yet unbound my magnetism circles the planet mixing in the medium of sound as we share this round surface sending out signals of peaceful change breathe it in One more. If I could go back in time, I'd go to when humans lived in harmony with nature. They had fire and they had shelter, but they also had knowledge of a thousand generations. When all the plants and flowers had been discovered as medicine and the art of the orgasm was being fully implemented and everyone's third eye was nourished by color, the wonder of a saffron gold, the speckled iridescence of dusk, all senses saturated in peaceful satisfaction as they roosted and roved throughout the seasons. I like the Kalimba blood flower. 
Thank you for I playing. Your poetry. Thank you. Thank you for playing with with me and my poetry. And and if you're out there listening, we'll be at Sacred Grounds on Wednesday evening, July 27th. Uh, the open mic sign up starts at seven, um, and then there's a few readers, and then I'll be featuring at eight o'clock. Um, but there's also opportunities at Sacred Grounds Cafe um, to be the mini feature. You can. It's like kind of like a game show that Dan Brady runs in there. So it's a it's a good one, folks. So. I I recommend it. Um, I'm going to read one last poem and then say goodbye until next week. Um, this is, uh, well, it's, you, it's right on theme, um, apropos to our, uh, the, the political climate of our, of, of our country right now. And again, remember, just don't get, you know, pay attention, but don't get sucked in uh, to the whirlpool. And this is called Elections in America. High standards and low expectations. Or is it the other way around? We've gone so far down the schizophrenic path of hope and distrust, hand over heart and fingers crossed, it reads like a bad relationship. A series of deceptive conclusions, a real page-turner of confusion, grooming itself over and over, highlighting new angles, and quietly experimenting with reinvention setting the wheels in motion to hit the tracks for another unknown destination. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Uh, it's been a really great uh, session here of the Common Thread Collective, and uh, look forward to seeing you back, if not next week, then at some future Friday um, here at Mutiny Radio, 21st in Florida. If you're out there listening, please come and join us. We'd love to have you come down, uh, play music, read your poetry, uh, speak, speak your truth, and speak truth to power. And uh, as uh, we, we go forward through these strange and challenging times, um, you know, we don't want to... Uh, let go of our notion of responsibility, but we also want to enjoy life. Um, so keep spreading your love, spreading your word. Um, I'll be here next week with Women's Magazine. I'll be interviewing um, one of the directors for WIN, that's the Women's Intercultural Network, um, and uh, for Women's Magazine, which is uh, Fridays 2 to 3 here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, tune in to the show I did earlier today. I had a, It was actually kind of a lot of fun, uh, despite um, the, the, the rhetoric of the Republicans, um, the, the Republican uh, rhetorical witch hunt uh, that's happening in the country right now um, aimed at uh, their target, Hillary Clinton. So uh, thanks for listening. I'm Global Val, and uh, you're awesome. Uh, peace to everybody and lots of love. And like I said, uh, you know, we got to enjoy life. So uh, one day at a time, folks. And how they're in a hurry To complicate their minds By chasing after money And dreams that can't come true I'm glad that we are different We've better things to do Let others plan their future I'm busy loving you One, two, three, four, go
about you I'll take it nice and easy Use my silver plan You'll be my loving woman I'll be your loving man We'll take the most from living pleasure while we can Two, three, four, Gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak sailing. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse or 
You can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with 
sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 
Friday night.